This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. If today's guest hangs up on me in the middle of this conversation, I'll take that as a compliment. Chad Sanders is the co-host of the new podcast, Quitters, in which he and Julie Bowen discuss the empowering feeling and unbridled joy that can come with saying, eh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. So get those resignation letters ready and please welcome writer, actor, musician, and many other things, Chad Sanders. Chad, how are you? Doing great. That was such a good intro. I'm like, can you record the intro for us? <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's all downhill from there. I'm done now. I'm totally, I'm spent. Uh, but great to talk to you. And I've got to say, I, I've listened to a couple of episodes and I love, I love this podcast. Um, and just at the core of it, like, why is quitting so hard? We all feel 99% of the time we all feel better once that thing we hated is done, but it's yeah. so hard to get to that point. Like, what is it about that? It's hard. Uh, it, it, it's hard for the same reason. Some of the same reasons I would say breakups are hard. Um, it, it feels like not in, in a lot of instances, it feels like not just a personal failure that I'm putting this thing down that I've worked on, that I've spent time with, that I've built a relationship with. But it also feels like you're squashing a vision of a life that you had. You know, right. for me, when I was working at Google, as an example, I had this whole I was there in let's call it, you know, 2014 was last year. But I had years 2014 through 2025 all mapped out. And right. so if I press the eject button in 2014, now I'm looking at what feels like just a roadmap of the abyss in front of me. And that's daunting, man. That's terrifying. Right. Right. So, so what do you think is, you know, we keep hearing about the great resignation, the great resignation. What do you think is uh, maybe empowering more people to, to do that, uh, to just say, ah, I had enough, this job sucks and I'm not going to waste my time and energy on this. You know, I think that the language we use around a decision to quit is we we sometimes pack uh, really positive terms into it, like um, empowering, which I think is at the heart of this. Uh, but I think uh, people spend a lot of time with themselves over these last two years. I think they yeah. spent a lot of time, uh, um, you know, you get off your Zoom call, you walk to go get some coffee, and that's 20 seconds by yourself that you didn't have before in an office. Right. And in those 20 seconds, you feel the levels change. You feel okay, how did I feel just now when I was sitting with my colleagues? And how do I feel over here by myself with my partner or my dog or nobody? Right. Right. And when you realize this, the latter felt better, You, I think people are putting it together that this office culture is not 
healthy for me. This is not a space for me to be in. And I would say rather than feeling necessarily uh, empowered, I think a lot of people just feel like they're accepting the truth, which is they're not happy. They're not happy in the ways that they spend their lives every day. So what about if you're like me, where you get off the Zoom call and you're like, oh my God, it's just me stuck in this basement again. Uh, <laughs> how do you quit yourself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'd love to, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but I'd love to, you know, just uh, get, you, you mentioned Google. Uh, I'd love to, you know, tell your story a little bit, you know, how, how you've got to this place. As I said, this podcast is is really cool uh julie bowen is is hilarious and really mm. insightful too and i'm wondering how you kind of came to this moment how you guys got together and how the whole thing started yeah such a winding road which is a part of why it is daunting to quit something is because you don't you don't know what's on the other side of that and it has all these twists and turns that you're not ready for um yeah i'll, I'll tell my story so uh I Google was my first job out of college. It was the only company that I knew from 22 to 26. I was there for four years and it was pretty much my world at that point. Um, I left Atlanta, Georgia, which is where I went to college. I went back home to Maryland for a few months until my job started that October in the fall. And when I got out to Silicon Valley, uh, everything I saw around me looked really sparkly and really fun and really exciting. I mean, it, it was self-driving cars and shuttles taking you up and down the coast and California's beautiful, the sun shining. And on top of it all, there was just this like freedom of abundance that Google has. It's just like never ending budgets to throw at stuff. Right. And the, uh, the technology was crazy. It felt like I was sort of living in the future. Yeah. And a part of living in the future was this corporate culture, which was supposed to be a departure from the normal corporate corporate culture, which was supposed to be, you know, all stuffy and suits and, you know, starched. Um, And this one was just a different version of that one. It was, you know, khaki shorts and band t-shirts and uh, Crocs or whatever. Um, But it still was, it was still that very, very white corporate work culture. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to like, I didn't know how to fit into that world. And the only way that I could try to was just to emulate my colleagues. And so day over day over day, I would say over the course of four years, I just got further and further and further away from myself. Um, And I ended up taking like a, a transfer role within the company in London. And when I went out to London for six months, I just really spend a lot of time with myself. And it's similar to the way that I think a lot of people just spend a lot of time with themselves in this pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, I traveled and I, and I met new people and I just like, I started to see who I was again a little bit. And I started to find who I was cause I was very young mm. when I came back to the States, um, back to the New York office here, I, it was just this thudding, jarring crash of, of once again, being sort of asked to fold myself into the larger corporate culture. And at that point I had already seen the matrix a little bit. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this like this. Um, so after, you know, some tearful conversations with a boss after, uh, some challenging conversations with my mom. Um, I just, I got off the ride, you know, I got off the, 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 the corporate 
what ladder that actually is like a slam into a glass ceiling. And, um, I did one more stop in tech startup and then that was a little bit more of the same. And I said, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to try to be an artist. Like, that's what I really want to do. Um, and then to get you from that point to here, I mean, what a crazy five years it's been, I guess that's six, you're going on six years now. Uh, I wrote a television pilot. I basically just hacked it together based on resources I found online. I met Spike Lee sitting outside of a coffee shop in Fort Greene. I introduced myself and three weeks later, he put me on, you know, my first first class flight to Hollywood. We pitched it all over. Wow. Um, and then just sort of one thing, one project led to the next, led to the next. I wrote this book uh, called Black Magic that came out last February. Um, it was about the things that black people learn from trying to sow themselves into corporate cultures. And Julie Bowen, uh, heard me on Dak Shepard's podcast and she read the book. She reached out nine months ago. And I guess I pitched her this podcast idea maybe six months ago. And we just started putting the bricks together to make it. And, and now it came out yesterday. <laughs> Such a, a lot. <laughs> such an easy path to follow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone's sorry. taking notes. Just do all of those things, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's incredible. So, I mean, be honest. Did you really just bump into Spike Lee, or were you? Do you knew he went to that shop, and you you uh, you stalked him for months until it all worked out? You know what? I'll be a hundred thousand percent honest. Um, I am. <laughs> A little bit of a space cadet sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's clear, uh, but his 40 acres and I actually am wearing a Crooklyn uh, shirt oh, that nice. Spike gave me, which is just a coincidence, but 40 acres and a mule studios are, or, or Filmworks, his production company is on the corner here in Fort Greene, um, across from a coffee shop called Baba Cool. Baba Cool is the coffee shop that I used to walk to from Park Slope every day to go write my first TV pilot. In fact, the first scene of that pilot occurs in Baba Cool. Uh, I swear, you know, on anything that's dear to me, I just was taking a break from that script and I looked up across the promenade and Spike was sitting uh, by himself under shade. It was summertime on a Blackberry, which is, I think, what he still uses as a phone. Yeah. and he went to my college. I went to Morehouse. And yeah. so that was all I had as an in. And I walked over. It was one of those things where it feels, it feels like God is saying like, if you want a door to open, here's the door. So uh -huh. you can walk through it or not. <laughs> and I walked through it and I went and introduced myself and he talked to me for 20 minutes, gave me his email. And I'd still, you know, it spent, I spent time like not reaching out and all this stuff, whatever. Yeah. And then he got my screenplay and, uh, he called me from a number I didn't recognize while I was sitting in the barber's chair one day. And he said, Hey, this is spike, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. That is. Uh, and so many things there, including no one answers their phone anymore. So maybe you should answer your phone. Cause it might be spike Lee on the other end. So that, <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Uh, other question is, so when you watch, or I don't know if you've watched uh, a show like Silicon Valley, does that feel like you're watching a documentary? Um, how was that life? Was it as bonkers as they make it sound? So I watched, I want to say I watched the first season of Silicon Valley and um, it was a tough watch for me. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. I would say it 
it hit it rang true in in many senses i think that is what it looks like um those are i think the characters have been made a little bit more eccentric and nonsensical but not much you know mm-hmm. and uh but the other thing is like it does have that sort of frat boy boys club you know feel as if you're like going to work every day at a duke university fraternity basically right and that's a real i mean if you are someone who is sensitive like if you're someone who is in touch with how they feel like the the force of that the weight of that kind of environment is just so thick and it makes it really hard to like it just makes it really hard to penetrate. So I, to, to answer your question in short, I couldn't, I couldn't get through the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, uh, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, as you've outlined your uh, you know, what you're doing and what you're working on now is not something you kind of anticipated. So I wonder, is that informing the way you kind of look ahead now? Uh, do you still are are you still making plans for yourself, or are you have you accepted a world where I don't really know what's coming around the corner? More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. No one succeeds alone. Even the best entrepreneurs know when it's time to bring in an outside expert. With Upwork you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. You can check work samples, client reviews, and more to make sure you're hiring the right pro for your business and there's no cost until you hire. Plus, you only pay for work you approve. So whether you're looking to hire a single pro for a project or an entire team to scale your business, Upwork can help you reach your goals. And however you hire, Upwork is available to help you keep things running smoothly with 24-7 support, letting you stay focused on what matters, your business. Find the right talent for whatever your business needs are at Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. And we're back. If you'd asked me that question even six months ago, I'd say, yeah, I still got it all mapped out. Uh, Right now, I'm at a real obliterated plan moment. Um, I am writing for uh, the show on HBO Max. You know, my real thing that I was trying to do was I wanted to be like Issa Rae or Donald Glover. Like I I wrote my first TV pilot to star in it. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be... um, I wanted to be a a TV actor of a show that I created. And in trying to walk down that path, uh, for one, in the immediate, that path was shut down because the show that I sold got didn't it didn't make it out onto the air. And then all these other weird doors opened up that I didn't even know existed. Like podcasting wasn't even a this is only a 10 year old industry. This was not a career that I this is not a career. I still would say like many people wouldn't consider this a career path. you know, music is something that I have now taken on as a hobby that's about to get start getting real as I start releasing. And I have another book. To, I mean, it's like I'm 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 trying to focus on just doing things that I'll be honest, that seem like they can ha- have lucrative openings, um, yeah. but also things that feel good, things that I think are interesting, things that I'm curious about. And, you know, Julie Bowen, as an ex- as an example, there are people out there who have big opportunity and big leverage in the industry who are looking for 
young people to sort of partner with and work with and invest in, you know, and I'm trying to stay open to that. But I'll say the real, the real thing that right now is a bit of a mind fuck that I'm trying to navigate is Google has now started to hire me to come back to talk to Google about diversity. And it's really tough to wrap my mind around taking money from Google again, you know, after this whole path of like trying to get away from Google. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, man. Wow. Um, I mean, uh, you talk about quitting. I, um, I mean, I quit, uh, my job at McDonald's when I was 15 and it took me a long time to like go eat a Big Mac again. So um, <laughs> I can imagine things are a little bit more complicated for you. That's, uh, that's something else. Um, but, you know, getting, getting back to the, the sort of core of what, what your guys show is about, um, you know, how, how have you determined from what you've, you know, talked to guests and things like that and thought about, but, you know, obviously in our life, whether it's business uh, or our personal lives, like things can get hard, things can get difficult. So, you know, in your mind, have you figured out a way to differentiate, I'm quitting because this is not good for me versus I'm quitting because this got hard and I'm just Mm. don't want to do the work? That's a really good question. And, you know, the subject matter of the show for each guest, it varies widely. We have people coming on to talk about uh, eating disorders, addictions, divorces, and all the way over to subjects as light as I would say quitting, you know, social media, uh, quitting, yeah, I don't know, quitting biting your nails. Right. And I think to to differentiate or to to decide like whether or not quitting something is the right path. Um, the the way that I'm looking at it right now is not necessarily is it is it easy or hard to quit the thing, but like what is the real disease underlying all of it? As an example, if I'm talking about quitting a friendship that is very hard, um, that's very challenging for me, am I walking away from the friendship because uh, this person challenges me? Am I walking away because um, my relationship? with this person hurts my ego. Am I walking away because I'm jealous of this person? Um, which for someone else might be good reasons for me. Those are probably not. And in that regard, I think it's worth it to just do the work internally with the friend, however you need to do it to try to figure out a way to keep that thing intact if it's good for you. But if it's, if the reasons why I need to quit are because, uh, this person keeps me around to serve their ego. Um, this per this relationship is transactional. Uh, this relationship is built on a history that we once shared and once really mattered, but doesn't really fit in our lives anymore. That's different to me. You know, then I got to find a way to walk away because the only thing that's keeping me there is probably a little bit of laziness and cowardice. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, it's not easy for many reasons. So that's uh that, that's, that's great advice. And I wonder also, you know, as you were talking about what you've been up to, you know, the other thing that's so hard to do is try something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talked about writing the show and, um, you know, all this other stuff, host, co-hosting a, a podcast. You know, what have you learned personally about sort of throwing yourself into something that, you know, maybe 
in our darkest hours sometimes are like, I shouldn't be here. I'm not qualified to do this. You know, how, how yeah. do you get over those kinds of feelings? Man, it's, it's so moment to moment. Um, Dan, it's, I woke up with some of those feelings today. Uh, I feel some of those feelings almost every single day. I, I think as this path has unfolded and some of the kind of the names that you're sitting across become like almost brand names at a certain point, yeah. like Julie Bowen or right. uh, Jimmy Kimmel, right. you know, it does it, Spike Lee. It's like, wait, who am I? Why am I in here again? Right. And, you know, the funny thing is, I think once I'm actually sitting across from the person, a lot of those feelings are gone because I think yep. just your, your body, your humanity just takes over. Yeah. A lot of those thoughts come before and maybe even immediately after those those types of interactions for me. Right. And um, but, you know, but it's it's vulnerable, man. Like I, I feel like my neck is out every second almost now at this point. And, um, you know, I get feedback, I get feedback from family members. I get feedback from Julie Bowen, my create, you know, my creative partner, I get feedback from my fiance, Juliana, like, and, um, as much as you try to just like have thick skin and just, you know, right. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I can take it. Uh, all of it is if, if you're really being open to the feedback, as I think I need to be like, it's all going to, you know, sometimes it hurts, sometimes it stings. Yeah. Well, you know, it reminds me with just in terms of spikes. So I went to, I went to NYU, I went to film school and one of my teachers was uh, Sam Pollard, who was Spike Lee's editor at the time. Mm. And he always talked about, if you want to be a director, you know, you're going to have a million people telling you what the shot should be and all this stuff. And he's like, you got to put on the blinders at a certain point. You could take that feedback but at the end of the day, it's your vision. You're the one driving this thing. And if it doesn't work out, it's not all their fault. It's your fault because it's your thing. Um, so it's yeah. that, that balancing act of taking the feedback and also eliminating so, and ignoring some of the feedback if it doesn't resonate with you. Yeah, I, I that's still spot on. And I've watched, you know, Spike in an editing studio or, or in an editing bay and just like how specific, direct, Kurt almost he is in his direction of something um, is really pronounced. And that is, that's not my nature. I'm like, and this is something that's come up in the podcast is that I'm a listener. Uh, I'm an introvert. I am someone who wants to soak in first and then think, and then come back and say like, this is the vision. Yeah. And you can't do that when you have a 30 minute window with a famous person who needs to like get to the next thing in their day. Yeah, so right. <laughs> if the feedback that I'm getting from Julie is like, um, you know, tighten it up quick, get in there, you know, like you, you know what you want to say, trust yourself, like jump in there and say the thing. And I, I, you know, I'm still trying to sort out the balance of those two things. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you're doing a good job. I, I did. Thank you. I, 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 I listened to a couple of episodes and uh, it's it's very entertaining, but it's really like uh, it just it makes you think about things differently, than, uh, at least me, uh, than I have before. So I, I really appreciated what what you guys have done and are doing. Um so, uh, you know, also I want to ask you about, uh, rap shit. What's, yeah. uh, what's going on with that? Uh, so rap shit. I'm now I'm like, uh, 
All right. Now I'm talking about a project that I do not own. So I'm thinking about what can I say that's going on with it? Um, so rap shit is H- no comment. I'll look, I'll accept that. I think I could say a little bit. It's a, it's an HBO max show. Uh, the show is was created by Issa Rae. She's also our executive producer. Um, she's the boss and it's about two young women, uh, based in Miami who are trying to break themselves in the rap game basically as a, as a duo. And I think, you know, I mean, I think that's really great and zingy and I think that's going to get people to open up the box, but I think the show is really about being in your, being in your early twenties and trying to figure out who you are while you're also trying to figure out how to make a living, which, um, I think I, you know, we all of us have a lot to say about. Right. And, uh, and I would add that, you know, that show is what has given me a window into the music industry, which has kind of pushed me to um, try to hack it myself a little bit in that world. And so that that's something that I'm doing and learning from while writing for that show. It's kind of a fun uh, yeah. parallel. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So we've got Quitters, uh, uh, Rap Shit coming out. Uh, you mm. mentioned a book. Is, is that is that something we can expect soon-ish or, or wait for that? Yeah, well, you can find the paperback version of my book, Black Magic, which is right here over my shoulder. Uh, that came out last week. So that's available everywhere that books are sold right now. And uh, my next book, New Money, um, comes out. We'll see when it comes out. I don't know. I still, I'm still writing it. So I think it'll come. It's Simon & Schuster's The Publisher again, but that's... That's far away. I'll come back and tell you when that comes out. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks, and then, uh, and, and the music you mentioned, uh, that is that something we could should be scouring uh, Spotify for what's, uh, what's going on with that? Yep. So you can follow me at C H A D S A N D Chad sand on Instagram, where I will keep you updated on everything. Um, the first thing to come out came out yesterday, which is the theme song for our podcast. And uh, the following releases will going to put out a music video in a week or two. And then uh, subsequently there'll be just more coming at a steady clip. So at Chad sand is where you can get info about that. All right. All right. Well, we'll definitely check that out. Chad is awesome. Really awesome talking to you. Thanks, uh, congrats Dan. on everything you've done and all those brave decisions you've made and they, they've worked out. So I would, I would advise you to keep following your gut because it seems like it's uh, taking you into some pretty great places. Um, Thank you, Dan. I appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Great, Thanks great for your talking time. to you. And uh, yes, we'll definitely have to catch up again uh, as, as all this new stuff rolls out. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Big people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.